ton. Nearly. <laughs> I'm like so excited. I don't know. I'm so happy today. <sighs> I need to calm myself down. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm reading the counter narrative to. Oh, thank you. I miss yeah. you too, of course. What are you reading? Um, a counter narrative to who you are. Really? Who's that? Uh, yeah, because well, if, if you spend time with you, it's so easy to get carried away by your presence and your, you know, your values and your everything um, to a perfect, more beautiful life. I thought there must be somebody out there that disagrees with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, there are. <laughs> okay, do tell. <laughs> so I'm reading. Uh, a very, actually, a very famous guy, Noam Chomsky, who wrote Hegemir Survival, America's Quest for Global Dominance. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's the counter narrative to love. It's like, you know, it's like who we really are. I mean, of course, in the, in the news cycle today, not very good either, because we are, you know, we are in proxy wars all over the world. So... Anyway, I, I just want to kind of, you know, like keep my balance here because. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you can't just say that. Not not let me give a rebuttal. So what does he, what does he say? <laughs> well, it's it mostly it's about being human. Um, I think that in our conversations, um, you cause people to stretch to higher levels uh, to the extent that they can, but they're, you know, I think your message to people is that you can, yeah. uh, if you think it, it will, if you put it out there, you can do it. If you just manage how you do it, just do it, you know, believe in yourself, believe in, you know, believe in the higher orders, believe in me, believe in whatever, believe in love, so on. And, um, and and you're and you are a little bit and you're like I am in some ways, uh, as I I walked away from power mm-hmm. and money. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm the guy that put on the hair shirt, walked into the desert. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize I was following your lead at that point, um, but I was in a kind of a ethereal way. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Chomsky himself. Um, is is an investigator of how we came to where we are now, um, and he's a he's a he's a historian. He's a, he's a social historian, one of the probably the best the ten or twelve greatest thinkers of our time, and um, uh, and our condition, how we are now, gives people like him a an unflagging sense of outrage. Um, those are not my words. Those are his. So actually, he's on your team. He... <laughs> okay. <Keep laughs> See, going. I thought I was going to read a counter narrative. I thought I was going to find someone who disagreed with you. And I find out that some of the biggest minds of all time think you're right. <laughs> and I'm thinking about shit. <laughs> now what? <laughs> uh, well, you know why? Because you're looking in the wrong place. You got to look on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, you got you got some guys going for you on Facebook. Today. There's yeah, a lot of people work. on Facebook who haven't read a damn thing, who think they know it all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like you've got these these higher minds who are writing these incredible books, and do you think that they would ever put their nose in it? I mean, with all due respect, it's just like it's sometimes it's just so clear as day, you know that. Um, their pain they wear their pain everywhere they go it's sad isn't it uh, it's an interesting way to put it yeah that's sad yeah um that is too bad with no self-awareness whatsoever well yeah i mean they, they think well i guess i guess people everyone is capable of being their own philosopher i suppose and i suppose that they are somehow managed or moved or regulated by their own personal experience. And so we got to give people, I guess I have to give people that credit for, for their perspective coming from their perspective, but there's so much more than just what you either invent, see on social media, watch on television. I mean, that's why we have codices. That's why we have books. That's why we have wonderful libraries. That's why we have all this research and people like you. Uh, who um, who study it, who understand it, who see it, yeah. and then and then you and then you're a great communicator too. So you know, I mean, you you can communicate it, and you're not a polemicist. You're not after people. You're not trying to bring them down. You're trying to bring them up. What right. a concept! What a concept! You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But you know, some of the commentary on Facebook and and oh yeah yeah they are they're so defensive they come out swinging right out the gate with with no ability to reframe what they're what they've just been introduced to instead it's an automatic anger like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> yeah, they're referring directly to you and, and there's and these yeah and, like... and yeah that's another thing they they are you know, personally attacking me rather than being objective about the information. Well, of course, I'm kind of a snoot. I just tell them that you're, you're not very well read. You know? right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're kinder than that. I mean, you, you know, you, you're there to actually help them. I'm, I, you know, I toss them out of the bus in the New York section, but that's a different thing. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little more abrasive. <laughs> I know, but even even I know, but even today I had left a response that I was like, Marilyn, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> huh? Is that like getting under your skin? Is that possible? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. I, I literally she. <laughs> I said it was just um, she'd given evidence to the need for higher education. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So indirectly, mm-hmm. you know, it, well, it's too bad. I mean, I guess I guess you kind of got to mix it up, um, you know, without going all the way to clickbait. I think you have to mix it up and be be straight with people. Be honest, you know. Say, but it was right. It's, it, I mean, although clearly it's an insult, clearly, but it's also truth, because the higher you go in your understanding, it's called consciousness. Then you're able to be objective. And not be so defensive and attack the person who, you know, introduced a, a like a different view. Yeah. 
Well, you can uh, tell it by the way that the guy that agrees with you is a professor of philosophy at MIT. Um, just, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, but they don't know that. They don't know that know. because, you know, they're not familiar with any of it. And I would never, I would never bring that up. As well. I know. I'm just being, I'm just being snarky. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is well, our show. I mean, I could do this. I can say it, you know. I can yeah, say I know. It. You can I put know. me down. Don't sit down, John. Please. Did you happen to see the post about uh, the person on the back channel just just raking me over the coals? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. I, I was busy all day yesterday, and, right. and I've been busy all day this morning. I'm um, or all morning this morning so far. I mean, I'm working with um, these uh, agencies. I'm, I'm researching the agencies that are that are supporting uh, your concept going forward, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and um, <clears throat> and I'm. Um, uh, quite frankly, impressed. Um, I mean, I know you personally, so you and I have a different kind of relationship, personal. Yeah. Uh, but then all of a sudden, I sort of dipped my stick into your uh, real history. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, holy shit, you know, who am I talking to here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, serious. Yeah. I mean, it's big, it's big. You're a big deal. <laughs> wow. Uh- Gosh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, not, not, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, and it's unfortunate that, you know, people think I'm still squabbling over peanuts on Facebook. You know, it's like, no, people, I'm trying to help you. I'm literally trying to relieve your pain. You know what it reminds me of? What? Okay, sorry. Well, okay, so when my kids were younger and they were in Boy Scouts, we had gone on a field trip and we we're at the lake. And I'm in the lake and the dads are on this boat and they're like, Marilee, come up here, come up here. So I'm going to get on the boat. Well, there's no way to get on the boat other than for them to pull me up onto this boat. Mm-hmm. So they've each got one of my hands and I'm in the water and they're pulling and pulling. And they could not get me out of the water. And they're thinking, I guess they're like, what the hell? You know, they just could not. And I had my feet on the bottom of the boat. You know what I mean? Like as if I were going to climb a tree or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had resistance. So I had the weight of the boat pulling against (laughs) them, (laughs) thinking I was helping, you know, and they're, and they couldn't figure out why they could not get me in the boat. And they're pulling on me. And finally, I let my feet go. And they just whipped me in. <laughs> <laughs> I can almost see it as a, as a yes. real one. Yeah. And then yeah. I realized, oh, it was my resistance that was keeping them from helping me in. And I was not aware. And this is how we live our life. Unaware of our resistance to the help. You know, instead, we're so defensive and combative and we deny and we want to, you know, sit there and and say how our opinion is right and our framing is right because of our experience and this and this without ever listening. It's like, just let go. Let go. I got you. Eh. You know, we've been around on a planet for about 50 billion years. I'm, I'm wondering, why does it, why are we still in the same resistance slog? Um, because of pain it's it's it quite literally it's pain it that's at the core 
of who we are. That the um, constant, constant uh, correction, um, the, the verbal abuse, physical abuse, you know, the lack of acceptance, uh, just constant from, you know, the time we're born. You know, some people believe that you should let that child cry in the crib and let themselves soothe. No, I say no, you don't. It's the only means of communication. You need to answer the call. You're training that child not to trust. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you too. I don't know. Was that a Doctor Spock thing? I don't. Or Doctor, um, was it Spock? Who was the doctor? I don't know, but I know that it's being perpetuated. Like people, there are people that still believe. You know that that they look at the child as if it's a thing. It ownership. And it's like, no, this is an adult that you're caring for. It's just in its youngest form. How do you want this adult to be in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even animals, birds and so forth, don't swim out of the nest until they're ready to go. Yeah. Dang. If the bird squeaks and, and peeks, why the, why the, either the either parent comes swooping back in and right. sit there with them. They do. I mean, and it's just a natural thing. And people say, you know, you're a loser. You'll never amount to anything. You know, you're and just on and on and on. Talking about you? No, just parents to their children. Oh, I see. Oh. In their frustration, in their failed attempt to illuminate what the behavior is that they're not accepting. Instead of trying to be the example of, of good behavior. You know, well, I mean, this guy that's calling his, his children a loser. I mean, is he a guy in a white T-shirt with his feet up on a broken down old stuffy chair watching bad television with well, a beer in his hand? You know? No, sometimes, you know, they're corporate officers. Well, it's sad. Yeah. Of course, I did. grew up with a wonderful parents. So, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a not, I'm not a good researcher today because my, both my parents were incredible and so are my the rest of my family my extended family they're wonderful you know relatively well educated but not too much mm-hmm. um very in tune to nature almost completely for years to the point where i almost became a bear and um then um you know and then whenever i wanted to go out it was godspeed mm-hmm. never forget leaving my father for the first and last time my god Wait, he so- knew he knew, you know, he was sending me out there. I was ready to go. And, um, gosh, text me yeah. today. That's rough. Text me today. How does that even happen? Well, I mean, people come and go, you know, we die. And, and uh, he died. My father died. And I wasn't there. And his father before him died. He wasn't there. My dad was in was on Hang Hang Sung Road in Shanghai when my father, when his father died. And um, so it's, but, you know, we stay with him somehow. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and my, and my, and I had, I had one son die in my arms. I had another one not. But, um, God damn, it's really tough. Oh. It is, life is so tough. Mm -hmm. Wow. When you have a child die in your arms, it's just unbelievable. It's unnatural. You know, it's it's not the order. Oh, it's the, yeah, it's the wrong order for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the wrong order for sure. Yeah, so it's it's um, quite jarring, and that's literally where our faith has to come in 
about, you know, our time here and what we actually are, what we represent, where do we go? You know, the, the attachment to anybody, you know, yes, of course our child, but anybody, that attachment, um, we have to understand that they're here. We are here for one purpose only and that is to find our way home and whatever our life experience brings us whatever we choose wherever on that path the goal is still the same and depending on how well you do it your path is beautiful so it's not it's not a promise at the end that you're going to go to heaven it's the experience you have while you're here it's phenomenal so there's some current research right now that um, that is kind of trying to point out that we are we do in fact walk into a fifth dimension when we die. That our brain hibernates as opposed to dying. When we think we're dead, we're really not. Our brain is hibernating, and there's a bunch of fifth dimension stuff going on that maybe maybe we're getting closer to realizing that we do cross over as opposed to simply fade to black. Um, I was reading about it yesterday, actually. And that's man trying to, yeah, that's man trying to prove God again. Well, but what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that is is the 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 lack of accountability for our time here. Instead of trying to prove something on the map, why don't you just exercise? Exercise what it's like to be that source. And then you will know without a shadow of a doubt, there is a God. You don't have to prove it. Your life is a walking, is walking evidence of it. And that's what we fail to do. It's called accountability. Do it. It's hard. It's really hard. But it, when it's worth it, there's nothing more yeah. worth it. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I don't see any reason why I need to to poo-poo the guy that's trying to figure out whether or not there's frequencies outside of 3D. Okay. He's just a scientist, you know? Okay, okay. Good point. But we've, we've been here before. So this guy, this random guy scientist, who we don't know by name, we don't know him at all. He's not never been in my house. I have no idea how he acts at home. I have no idea that how healthy his relationships are. He's right, just a scientist that we're talking about. It's arbitrary. And he's looking at the microscope or a telescope or whatever. And there's nothing. We can't fault him for that. Of course not. Of course not. But when he walks into my home and he's disrespectful, hurtful, right? Arrogant. But that's not an automatic assumption. No, no. no I'm, not, if... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making an assumption. I'm giving an example. All right. Okay. The example is, if you walk into my home and you call yourself a scientist and this is what you're trying to prove, if there's a God or not a God or the afterlife or this and that, but I see you disrespecting your wife and your children and me and there's no gratitude and no, I don't care what you do. You right. can search, you know what I mean? No, yeah, no, you're right. Of course. Yes, of course. That's just, you know, that's basic civility uh, to a higher level, I think, to a, to a more refined level. But it's just civility. Yeah. Don't you think? No? Is that it's too much simple? more. It's much, much more. <laughs> much, much more. It's, you know, to be civil. Oh, John, you <laughs> silly boy. <laughs> you know who you're talking to. 
<laughs> if it if it were as simple as being civil, I wouldn't have needed to write the book. All right. All right. Well, what is the word then? Love? Is it love? There is no other word for it other than God, which people get offended because they don't believe in that and et cetera. It's ridiculous. Okay, but how do you get this guy to regenerate civility into love if he's a scientist and he's and he is civil? I mean he's this he or she, they're normal, ordinary, fine, good people in your house. Okay. Yes. Yes. But but there's 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 a regenerative relationship between civility and love, love being a much higher order of you know, an expansion of civility. Mm-hmm. All the way up to high in the canopy as you and I call our podcast, High in the Canopy. Okay. So, so yeah. Civil, to be civil is another word for respectful. And there's a difference between respect, respectful, and respectable. And it's important that we know the difference between all three. To be civil is easy enough, given the time limit. If, you know, in passing, if I see you for 10 minutes, I'm going to be civil or respectful. Okay, but given an hour, given a week, getting to know you, that's when, you know, quote unquote, people change. Yes. They don't change. You just didn't recognize who they were. That's why marriage has about a 50% success rate in this country. About a 50-50 chance. The reason why marriage has a 50-50 chance or less is literally because we don't know how to date. (laughs) Oh, It starts there. (laughs) What's that? Well, bring me along here. Yes, don't know how to date. I, I I understand that. I mean, I can't call you wrong, but um, I've had a lot of dates in my life, as I'm, I guess we all have. What did I do wrong? So, okay, the date. What is a date? A date is when you go and you meet someone, right? Yeah. Physically, you're gonna go out and meet someone. That's a date. You should okay. never go out and meet someone without first being on the phone. That phone call is gonna tell you everything you need to know. You're gonna waste your time. Or there might be something there. It's your discernment that's lacking. See, if you missed all the cues on the phone and you are of the belief that it takes time, months, sometimes years to get to know somebody or people change, you're wrong. You could have, you could have identified them right then and there. And this is why you don't waste your time because you know, you're going to get hurt. You understand that they don't know how to love. And any attention you give to it is going to lead you to a dead end. Because it's already there. It's already been evidenced by the call. But you didn't recognize it. So now you go out and it's like, oh, it was okay. You know, you're attractive and it was a good enough time. Hey, you want to go out next weekend? Oh, sure. I don't got anything else to do. Yeah, sure. We'll go out next weekend. And then that next weekend turns into, you know, a third date. Now you're having sex. And it's like, well, I guess we're in this, huh? And then, you know, three months later, it comes God. to an... <laughs> Are we that shallow as a species? Yes. I guess we are. Huh? We are, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, now we're having sex, so I guess we're in this, so now, yeah, boom, yep. that's it. Yep, there's then, the contract. There's the contract that's right, right there. 
Exactly. We moved to a place where our first belief was it takes a while to get to know someone. So we're going to skip out on the phone call. We're going to make allowances for that one. And then we're not going to see what happened during the date. So then we're going to go out for another one because we're not sure. Now we're going to be in bed. It's like there's a contract. Now we understand that relationships are hard. It takes work. We working at it working at it. it's like it was over on the phone call but you, you yeah I mean, I, and that's why yeah, the marriage I mean, that's, doesn't work that's obviously why your book works so well why you're why you're is it a philosophy what is the game is it a philosophy it's not a philosophy a formula okay the formula mm-hmm. yeah it's not a philosophy is it a hypothesis or it's, a, it's an actual formula? It's it, an actual in other words, it works. formula. It's two plus two okay. equals four. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're first reading it, you know, the, the first go around, if you have no idea what it is or who I am and this and that, um, number one, you're going to get to the end and go, what the hell? <laughs> I got to read that again. <laughs> number two is you're going to see. You know, because you're going to see, you know, the rules, the pieces, you're going to try to understand the concepts, how I applied them to the pieces, you're trying to make sense of it all. You know, and then the, um, the five gates, you know, trying to see if my hypothesis is correct or not. Can you relate to it? Do you know, to these categories? Could I be wrong? All this stuff, this, this human nature kicks in to try to find the holes in the cheese. So it takes a while for you to get to the, the beauty of the formula and those who have, you know, done a lot of work and who resonate with it will be like, holy cow. And then really start to see their world different. Okay. But you so if you're if you're showing compassion in your context and the clues are coming up that this is wrong do you have any is there any margin for giving it a shot maybe this will get better is there any margin Oh god no that? no none zero Mm-mm. none Absolutely not You have to accept people for who they are and where they're at right now right now you know, on the third date, if you're in bed with this guy, you can't just maybe say in the morning, you know, maybe he'll get better. No? Sorry. Well, only, you know, the ignorant do that. Women well, what value do the informed do? do? Men value what do they, do that. What do they do then? Can you say, have a nice life. Bye. You don't give your body over to somebody like that and hope it gets better. It's sacred. I missed a lot of cues when I was in college, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess your book wasn't ready then, was it? No. <laughs> well, the thing is, even if I had written it back then, you know, would you have read it? Probably a lot of people not. won't read it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But, you know, it's just different today. Uh, well, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, God, we all of us grew. I mean, I grew. I'm in an era. I mean, I'm not even the. 
I don't know what generation I'm from. I'm from certainly nothing this current. Um, but we were just trial and error all the time. Of course. You know, I mean, that's how we were getting through life with trial and error. Of course. There's no instruction. That's everybody. And we were all raised on trial and error. We did the best with what we had at the time. And so everyone is doing the best with what they have at the time. And not everyone feels that they need an education to do better. No, and they probably don't to do better. They may need an education for something more specific than that. But education doesn't equal happiness, I don't think. Well, my education does. Well, I mean, education, but kind of, you know, not book learning. Is it, you're talking about book learning? But that is education. Just because it's yes, not okay. yeah, offered in a school certificate. I mean, do I have to go that far? I might. I, I probably will. But, I mean, for now, you know very well that our education lies within the writings of the books. I do. Well, I know that. I mean, I, you know, we're both writers of books, and we've both been educated, so I guess, and, yeah. But readers of books. Well, you're a bigger reader of books. Well, you're a bigger buyer of books. I know you are for sure a bigger buyer of books. And I think you read a lot more than I do actually these days. Yeah. Uh, I can tell in our conversations that I'm going backwards. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, compared to you, I really thought I was pretty smart when I first met you. And now I'm just trying to rethink that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I love our conversations. No. We have a good balance. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I posted something the other day, yesterday, actually. I I, I don't see anybody post on it, and I didn't know if they actually read it or what. But, oh, it's so brilliant. Um, Not from me, but I quoted. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It says, there are certain people who have a baneful habit of constantly analyzing everything. You can say that a thing works, but it's not enough. And really accept the thing. They must analyze it, dissect it, pull it into pieces, tear it apart. They have no belief unless they can be made to see how it works. Yep. It's your proof of concept story. Yes, I did read that. Yeah. Yeah, that's basic. But I mean, I think that's just how the labs work. That's how, that's how we take science forward. Whether it's right or wrong, that's how science moves the needle forward. But here's the thing: even that person is unable to identify if it works or not. The the lack of ooh ooh <laughs> what what ooh. wow that's interesting. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, the yeah. Oh man, the academy just erupted. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs) Don't start throwing bombs at the house. Um, Yes, the the thing about it is, is that people that are involved in the in the in the academy of academics and science, you know, fully are uppity about the fact that if they have a proof of concept, even though they'll accept another hypothesis coming in that might change it, and of course they do routinely, but they don't want to admit that that might change it. They are correct. And if, and they submit their paper to the conference. They stand up in front of the people. Everybody applauds. They get the gold medal, da-da, or the Nobel Prize, whatever it happens to be. Yes, that is proof of concept. Proof, 
proof of concept. And proof is, doesn't go anywhere in metaphysics. There's no such thing as proof in metaphysics and, or personal experience. That's just not a valid proof. And I believe it is. You believe it is. But there's most, if not all, of the scientific community does not believe that. They simply don't believe it. Or if they do believe it, they won't say it. So well, that's unfortunate that? for them. How do you get through that? Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, <laughs> to me, if they're not willing to test their own theory by the instruction, well, then they don't have a leg to stand on. You have to be willing to test the other side. You can't tell me that I'm wrong and not be able to, and not fully commit yourself to my theory. You can't. You see that, yeah, but their position is that, that not only are you wrong, but you've got nothing to test. <laughs> you know, you're it's all airy fairy. You're total. You're total airy fairy. You know, what have you got? Show me. I mean, but that's I their position. But I did both in writing and and living example. And see, okay, so here's another thing for that. You know, if you don't know me, let's say just on Facebook or whatever, I've had catty women say to me that I just, you know, I just remind them of the cheerleader that all the football players want. Mm -hmm. Totally demeaning my intellect, my value. Uh Uh-oh. What happened? I don't know. I can hear you. Are we there? I guess I got to go back. Hang on, I'll get back to you. Okay, I'm back. All right, okay, gotcha. You're going to have to splice that or something. I don't know. It just came back instead of disconnected. Well, it was kind of a neat commercial. You know, I'm saying, what happened? You said, I don't know. What? (laughs) Almost (laughs) almost like a horror show. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was just weird. It just said, uh, whatever. Anyway, so my point is that, you know, they'll throw this dagger at me and, and tell me that, you know, I'm just the girl that all the football players want. That's so demeaning. It totally demeans my intellect, my value, you know, my contribution, you know, all the work. It's a 1950s bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that it's just a reflection of, you know, of her own experience and shortcomings, et cetera. I understand all that. But, um, you know, there's levels of that. So then others who, again, don't know the work that I've done or what I preach, teach, how I walk, will look at me and say, well, you know, she just got that based on her looks or she's just, you know what I mean? Just something that's very minimal. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, before you cast your judgment on me, you have to put yourself to the test. And it's written. Mm-hmm. You know, I've given clear instruction on what I do, how I live. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, where, you know, I can understand if I've done, I, I there haven't produced anything and people are just casting judgment because everybody's full of opinions. It's like, okay, you take a lot of heat. But 
when there's a written instruction, you know, don't, don't come at me until you've tried it. Well, but you're, yeah, okay, but you're going to get that anyway, I think. Um, I guess you just ignore that. I mean, I, there are peoples of, you know, people of celebrity, which you are one, um, who, who you go, you go beyond celebrity, of course. Um, and I guess you just, that's part of the slag. I call it slag. What can you do? I mean, I have people come after me too, but and they, they resent me for stuff I don't even remember. And that's unfortunate because I'm not tuned like you are. I mean, I, I, the, the good news is I probably have it coming because I wasn't particularly uh, swell hmm. uh, when I was getting through life. You know, I didn't write a book about how to do it right. I probably wrote a book about how to get around it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I hear that. So, well, yeah. You know, I don't mind. I mean, I don't take offense. You know, there's a lack of understanding there. And it's like you can't fault someone. So to your question in the beginning, what about compassion? Right? That's where compassion comes in. From your perspective. Right. Yeah. You can't fault them for what they do not know. That was biblical. Is that that right out of the Bible? Yeah. Forgive them, Father, for they, yeah, they do not know. Yeah, that was on the cross, wasn't it, in Christian tradition? So here's the thing. Or in the Garden of Gethsemane or someplace. Why don't we take that seriously? Because it's all myth anyway. It took hundreds of years to write it, and it came from a bunch of people that were... No. No. I'm talking about the saying. I mean, it was a desultory crowd, or desultory. What is desultory? Remember that word you came up with yesterday about how you and I are so fragmented, desultory, was it? Oh, uh, on text. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't, that wasn't personal. That was just something, that was a new toy I found and I sent you the word. Well, well, <laughs> <glad. laughs> I didn't take it personal, that's okay. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> no, but um, to the point, why don't we consider, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Why don't we consider that? Like, what does it mean? What don't I know what I'm doing? In search of self, what don't I know? Well, it's hard to do that when they're bombing your city and taking 600 prisoners, you know. Well, those people don't uh, care. That's different. That's different. And we can't be looking outward. We have to look right here where we're standing. You know, we can't be looking at the people who are bombing and saying, why aren't you doing it? I have to look in the mirror and say, why aren't you doing it? Yeah, but that's that's calms the vibration way down and nobody, no, nobody moves. Um, like going to Norwegian festival dance where they dance, but you never know they were. I think I, this, I, I'm not against Norwegians or green. I live with them. But if you if you become so introspective that you that you can't move, don't you become afraid to make a move after a while? No, that's the beauty of the game. See, because I don't just tell you everything you're doing wrong. I give you everything that you need to do right. And unlike, you know, a lot of theory out there or, you know, memes, posts, whatever that's telling you what to do, what you should be doing, should be doing, be nice, be kind. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, you know, but it doesn't illuminate what exactly you're doing wrong. Yes, I, I will say that, 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 that the game is, is a perfect piece of balance. I believe that. 
I mean, even from the scientific perspective, the game is a piece of balance. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, sometimes like, okay, I know I need to be nice. I know I need to be more patient. Well, integrity is everything. You know, we can recite these words, but we fail to understand the action. What did we just do that failed the test? Like there was a conversation I was having on Facebook and um, this guy first took offense to my post and in the conversation in the comments there's a lot to learn there you know started to bring him around and then he shared a story that he had uh with a woman who was talking about uh her sentiment saying that her husband boyfriend somebody had lied and how lying is just the worst thing ever well he took it upon himself to correct her and tell her no lying is not the worst thing ever because and then he went on with his story that's where the relationship failed right there. And he had no clue. Well, aren't there, but don't people believe that in certain circumstances, not telling the truth saves someone from a lot of pain. If you don't tell them the real truth. Well, if you know, it's a great area because it's like, you know, make sure you don't say things that don't need to be said. Is it going to hurt someone? Is it necessary? Don't say it. You know, but, but that's a side note to the, to the point of the post, this woman is, is sharing her heart. You know, she's distressed. Her partner lied to her and she's expressing that to be lied to is the worst thing ever, you know, cause it's demeaning. It's like you, you don't have any value. You're not worth telling the truth or hold, being held on to. That's what she's trying to communicate, but he didn't hear that. He immediately disagreed with her proclamation and went on to correct the record that it's not the worst thing. And here is why. And, you know, whatever story was. And it's like right there is where the relationship failed. You didn't do her any good. In well, the what end, was she, his, what was his what was his story? Do you have a basis for saying that that wasn't um, the worst thing? What was the worst he thing? He was talking about alcoholism and, you know, overcoming things and stuff like that. Oh, that's a complete miss. That's a complete miss. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, whatever it was, though, whatever it was that he had to say, whether it was, you know, true or not true, it's irrelevant. He was more concerned about being right and dispelling her thoughts and her feelings, you know, and teaching her a lesson to look at something else instead. Well, it doesn't mean that what he's saying is not correct. It's just not relevant to how she feels in the moment. The move was to acknowledge and accept. I'm sorry you feel that way. It's terrible to be lied to. It makes you feel so bad. Now he's creating a bond with her. But instead, he broke it. And that's where it failed. So she knows now, I can't trust you. I can't trust you to be vulnerable because you're going to correct me going somewhere else. Yeah, all right. It seems to me that, you know, that you have to walk an awful narrow path to make everything work in the game. Um, Isn't that what's in the Bible? It's a very narrow path, and few find it. That's why heaven <laughs> is so small. 
<laughs> it's well, no, it's not that. He- oh, yeah, we mean we mean unpopulated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell is like a Super Bowl Sunday in heaven. It's sort of like a small, <laughs> a small cafe someplace. Well, yeah. yeah, it's no mystery why it's you know lonely at the top. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, in all honesty, heaven is here. Heaven is now. It can literally be that now in this experience far beyond what we emotionally think is possible. You know, just this elation, happiness, excited all the time. And that's how we started this call. You know, this is how I live like every day. And, um, you know, trying to communicate that to somebody, it's just like, oh, you're just like, you're happy. It's like no. <laughs> so is that a takedown for you? I mean, when people come after you on the internet or on the whatever it is, when they come after you like that and are vicious, and you are the purveyor of the game, the book, the very popular, by the way, book. Um. Well, um. I mean, you've got to have some. You've got to feel bad, don't you? Hmm. I feel bad when I'm disappointed by certain people's character. <laughs> I feel bad for them. You know, it's like, well, you just showed us all who you are right now. That's too bad. Aren't you capable of being hurt yourself? Don't you bleed somehow? I'm hurt by other people's actions. When they, it's ignorant, they don't know. And it's like, God, you didn't have to do that. Why don't you just, just call it what it is and say you're an asshole, you know? Because I'm not. Not you. Not you. I know, but I'm not. I'm not an asshole, so I don't. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, we're back to. Can't. I just like to get off the rails once in a while, you know, and just bam. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with snapping back now and then? You know, hey, I guess it's a guy thing. I don't know. Right. It's ego. That's that's exactly right. Not to say that women don't have an ego. Don't get me wrong. Women have an ego. It's okay. it's not that. It's just um, you're a man, and you said that you self-proclaimed. And uh, you know that's that's the whole point of the game is to get control of that serpent. That's what it is. It's free will. You know, it's the ego or it's love. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about interesting about the conversation it goes on, you know, for hours and we're doing this and I, I keep, you know, coming up against your firewall, which is, you know, everything you say in the final analysis has plausible denial in terms of getting around it. Uh, it's impossible. Uh, so does that mean then that I, my argument is hopeless? I guess it does. You know, I mean, if I'm going to take the contrarian position and a Chomsky position with you, um, you you still remain bulletproof in these conversations, which is okay because I'm still hunting for you. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I like <laughs> very much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you because know, you have to be able to really look at all the facets of where I might be wrong. You have to. Do you remember John Poindexter by any chance? Mm-mm. Yeah, he was a he was in the Bush administration. He was, um, 
he was uh, accused of doing all sorts of things in the Pentagon for you know bad bad actor stuff. So in the political arena, um, we get a person of of high authority who makes these really bad decisions and they're crooked as a dog's hind leg, but they're just wonderful outside the beltway, perfect people. So when you see them, they handle themselves, their, their life is handled very well. But in their job, no hard feelings, it's just a job, even though the Justice Department wants to put me in jail. Um, how bad are those people? Are they as bad as the people that are just beating their wife? Are they worse or better or the same? Some people call them the illuminated. You know, the illuminated. They're very high order, proper, kind, Mm -hmm. respectful, Mm -hmm. you know, respectable. You would never, ever be able to identify because what you see on the outside, you know, is, is literally what they want you to see. You never get behind the curtain. Right. So that's uh, that's probably pervasive in, in high level politics where you were behind the screen all the time. That's the, the Wizard of Oz kind of stuff. But here's yeah. the thing. People are people. People are people and they will trip. You, if you know what to look for, and that's the key. If you know what to look for, what comes out of their mouth will give you everything you need to know. Well, going out to dinner with you would be real interesting. You know, you'd have to have a staff of lawyers next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd say something, and I would, I would like put my hand to my nose, turn to my, you know, counsel, and say, um, "Have you, do you understand what she's saying? Do we have a position on this. Do we have a position on this." <laughs> You know, it's it's funny, but it's it's really very easy. Just be honest and true. It's really simple, and and that's the thing. It's so hard to let go of of the control, the manipulation, the defense. You know, the you know, writing it down, protecting our assets, doing all this stuff. It's like I'm, we're just talking about love here. Start letting go. You know, trust, trust what love is and people don't trust that can't trust that well they don't i mean it's relatively new i mean even though it's an old concept is you know your version of it is right so refreshing it is so refreshing (laughs) just stupid it's so refreshing (laughs) (laughs) i think when i yeah i think i wrote in your book about you know with the painfully simple answers how i wrote my review at the end a pain it is painful and it is simple it's just oh my gosh Right. <laughs> you know, and oh the beauty of it is the more you're able to let go of these behaviors, you know, there's what, 51, the more you're able to see how they operate, how you operate within those rules. And you're like, ah, oh, shoot, why am I doing that? You know, you keep catching yourself. And you're like, nope, not going to do that anymore. Not going to do that anymore. And you let it go. You let it go. You start polishing yourself and, you know, on the other side of the fence, like all these good things are happening, you know, just, uh, and then becomes self-motivating to be better and to experience more and to gain more gifts. Do you really believe in the phrase ask and it will be given to you? Uh, yes and no, I do believe in that. So ask, 
a lot of times we don't know our value enough to ask for anything. Like we don't feel worthy enough to ask. And sometimes we're so drowning in debt and obligation, responsibility, that we never even think about what we want. So, you know, the idea is to ask. It's like, ask? I don't ask for anything. You know, I'm just trying to be a good person. It's foreign. But to ask means that you are literally the vibration, the word. The word is God. Ask. Say it. Say it. And it is given. That's the law of the universe. However, there's a caveat. <laughs> there's like a, a, a number line. And let's say that I ask for something and I'm in, you know, negative 20, let's say. Right. And I'm asking and I'm asking and I'm asking and I'm pleading for this thing. I really want it, really want it. Well, if I don't understand where I am on the number line, it's going to be a long time before I ever see that. So is that a matter of deserving it, that you deserve it before you ask for it? Um, it's a matter of, no, it's a matter of self-awareness. I is don't that see that is, I'm negative 20. Is, yeah. So is there any entitlement there? If you're negative 20 and you're, you feel like you're entitled, that means you're. Um, uh, uh, I don't know if it's entitlement. I think what it is, is, you know, so many people are pushing the idea, you know, of manifestation and asking and the power of thought and the power of your word and all this other stuff, but they're missing one huge component. And that is our responsibility to change. We have to change our behavior. It's not just about, you know, thinking it into existence. Yes. Our mind puts it out into the universe yes but our mouth cuts it off so what then sense. if it's if i if my mouth if my mouth is pretty good and i'm gracefully abusive nope there, there's no such thing there's no such thing can't Why? Be abusive because you can't be both graceful and abusive it's well, one graceful of the, in what context? I mean, I maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm smooth. Is that gracious? you could be smooth? Meaning, a lot of times that's sarcasm. You know, when people are sarcastic, um, they hurt others. But it's just in jest, and we all laugh about it. No, you're hurting. You're causing pain. Is there no sarcasm that's any good? I mean, can't nope. you have some sarcasm? Um, as long as the sarcasm is not directed to any person. That, that would be relevant to anybody in the room in your presence or somebody they know. It can't be personal. If you're, if you're making a sarcastic remark, let's say against a commercial on the TV, you know, it's like you point out the obvious and you're a little sarcastic. Maybe that's an exception because you're not hurting anybody in the moment. Okay. If you're pointing out somebody's flaws in the commercial, you know, like, uh, you think they get their teeth done or something. Mm -hmm. All that does is point out your focus. You're not happy with your teeth. A smile means a lot to you. So you're constantly looking at other people's teeth and you're judging. And now that was an, an outward casting of judgment to somebody else. And that is pain. If somebody is in pain and you recognize what they just did, you have to know that that pain is going to be directed to you and you will get hurt. 
You can't trust that. So people who wear elevated shoes or sit higher in the car or whatever it is, they're, that's the, they're not dealing with their own, with themselves properly, are they? You mean the ones that are, what, what do you mean by that? Like who are judging? Well, another, another, another word, yes. In other words, to, to avoid being judged, if a guy's too short, let's say Napoleon, for example, he was really short, you know, took over the world, took over the entire known world as probably the shortest man ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was, he was self-conscious about his, about his uh, size. Uh-huh. So... Um, that being the case, I mean, he did things like make sure his bed was longer than he was enough that when someone saw his tent and saw where he slept, they would assume he was bigger than he was. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, just that kind of stuff. It's an insecurity. Yes, but his insecurity drove him to take over everything from Egypt to the Nile to the Pacific to the Atlantic, practically. So how do you, so they're servicing their insecurity. So with... Some form of power, yes. some kind of sarcasm, some kind of power. That's right. Like, huh? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Did you say? <laughs> did you say that, John? That's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> you right. are right. Oftentimes, <laughs> your points. Often, often. But where All you're right. going with that? Where you're leading is that, in the end, he died with power. And an insecurity. There was no love. Well, he was, I mean, yeah, I mean, he really did, he died in St. Helen. He was he was the British took him took him down finally, um, but uh, but he he never did get out of that. Because like there's no love. The love was missing. The power took over. So his relationship with Josephine, for example, then. Uh, there's no mitigating effect there with a good partner? No. To straighten you Absolutely out? Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope. It's all personal, 100% personal? Yeah. You have What's to... the point of a partner at that point? Mm, to enjoy the ride. Why, why bother with one? I mean, if they're. I mean, it's well, not. A, I shouldn't say why bother. I guess that sounds pretty bad. But. but um, well, the whole institution of marriage is corporate. It's made up. The, the real marriage bed is our relationship with God, with love. Right, yeah, we did that yesterday. Okay, yeah, so okay. now that it's, it's, you know, we are, we are trained, programmed to believe that it's part of the system, that because we have made a promise to each other, now we need to get everybody else involved. No, you're just allowing, you're just informing everybody that now we're going to be taxed together. <laughs> and we're responsible here. <laughs> You are so right. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me. Yeah. Wow. And that could be why the other 50% stay married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. That's why oh, we need man. that I mean, third option. I mean, you, oh, you could cause people. If people listen to you long enough, I mean, you, you're either going to elevate them or they're going to, you know, get really depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, that just goes for the, the NPCs. The non-player characters will not be able to handle this information whatsoever. They're going to shrivel up and go away. 
we're going to rid the earth of the non-player character. So I guess that's sort of a position you're taking, isn't it? Well, because I know that, you know, Satan has dominion over the earth and he has an army of people, but it's an illusion. These are the fillers. They're here to create chaos and pain, dissension, division. That's what they're here for. So the moment that, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, I'm there to say it. My people, people who are aligned with love, who want better, who want to go higher, want to educate and, and know who they are and know who God is and to live in love, they're not going to be offended. They're going to eat it up. They're going to say When you say that, though, aren't you picking up, aren't you, aren't you aligning yourself with, them with like, a, like a Napoleon complex when you say my people? Well, I said I dare to say that. I, what I'm saying is that, you know, the people who really, really strive to be better people, you know, that's my tribe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to set yourself up then to be uh, that. You're, you will walk, you will be like Joan of Arc and you will walk within the troops. You will not lead the troops. I don't know. I never framed myself as anything. You know, I just I just made a commitment. That's all. You know, people can notice me or not notice me or you know, free will. I just know that I'm not I'm not leaving. Would you be more comfortable leading the people or walking with the troops? If it's our comfort. If it's, if it's, that's a binary decision, which one would you take? It really depends on how you define each of those. You want to do that tomorrow? Mm, yeah, we're out of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> will we? Will we remember what we were talking about? No, of course not. Oh gosh. Okay. It's called desultory. Dis- Is that what the, how you say that word? Desultory. Mm, let me see. I mean, that was kind of that was kind of fun, huh? Yeah, desultory. Yeah. D-E-S-U-L-T-O-R-Y. Desultory. Yes, mm-hmm. three syllables. Desultory. Right. It says jumping from one thing to another, disconnected. Is that for conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. I might be guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All God. Right. You know, but wait, before I go, I, I really have good news. I have Talk good news. Me. I want to yeah. I want to give a shout out to Nick Harris. Nick Harris is opening up his shop uh, real soon in in uh, Kearney, in Nebraska, Kearney, Nebraska, and his it's going to be a crystal emporium. And he's going to have a healing art center, and I just uh, yeah I know very impressive. And um, he's going to be the first private retailer to offer my book. He'll have signed copies available. That's yeah. impressive. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how happy I am to align. Is with he the guy that wrote the, the review uh, on uh, on our on the site? Is that? The uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean on the podcast site? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nick, for oh, that. Yeah, thank you for awesome. that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, so yeah. he's going to carry your book in his emporium. Is it emporium? Yep. What is emporium? Yeah, emporium. Well, I, mean, I love crystals. It's not really a bookstore, but it's an emporium. So everything for healing. It's a healing art center. So basically anything that's good for the soul is going to be here in his shop. 
That's what he's advocating in Nebraska. Yeah, that's what he's advocating, and I love. How is that even possible in Nebraska? Wow. What do you mean? (laughs) I didn't say that. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm. You know what, though, to have him as a private retailer offer that, you know, for his community is just absolutely beautiful, and I can't thank him enough. So, definitely, go visit. Order, I go online, that. visit the store. <laughs> I support that. I support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he'll he'll have both of our books there. He will. Oh yeah. Oh well then. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! More to come. More to come. <laughs> Engineers are cueing me, honey. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Talk, Talk to you. Bye bye. Bye.